Josh Williams here, and welcome to another episode of the One Man Podcast, episode number 18 to be specific, for Wednesday, September 13th, 2017. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to uh, my new listeners. Welcome to all my comeback listeners, my faithful listeners, the ones who are here with me all the time. Thank you to everyone who's listening from all over the uh, the globe. Um, I'm very excited uh, for this episode. I feel like I have a lot to talk about. Um, I mean, I do feel like that every week. Uh, get me to shut up is the hard part. But this week... Um, you know, I'm going to be talking about the it movie. All right. I went to go see it in theaters with the lady. Uh, I hosted a CSGO tournament. We did a CIBC fundraiser and, um, you know, I even before I recorded the podcast, I don't know why, why do I hiccup at the beginning of every episode? I'm just chatting away and I start hiccuping. I think it's cause I chug a bunch of water or something beforehand, but I get that fucking hiccups right away. Anyways, to totally derail the uh, plug portion of the show, right? The off the top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did a CIBC fundraiser as well, and um, I was a little delayed in getting this podcast started because I watched the Apple press conference today, which was pretty uh, interesting. I've watched them before. Uh, it's not like it's something that I scheduled. I didn't know it was happening until uh, today. A friend of mine was watching it, and I figured, you know what? Maybe I'll tune in. I'm uh, I'm a fruit slave, I believe, is what I've been called by uh, by listeners before. So uh, yeah, I have all Apple stuff, okay? Because I'm not poor, all right? I like my shit to work. Anyways, I, I'm just I'm just trying to stoke the fire. Everyone's very upset. Well, not everyone. A lot of people uh, don't like Apple. Um, and I think it's because they have time on their hands. They go, I want to customize it. I want to make it myself. I want to tell it to do this and that. And you can't download illegal movies on an Apple product. Well, fuck, if that's your criteria to steal things like a dirty, filthy criminal, then yeah, Apple's not for you. Um, I like my shit to work. I'm, I'm busy. I got a lot of stuff in the go. I want to look down at my phone. I want to grab it. I want to know where the app is. I want to know how it works. I like that. Everything's very similar. I'm not looking for a goofy fucking Samsung. Everyone hands you their Samsung. Their shits in different places or whatever. Very difficult to navigate. I like that my iPad and my phone and all that stiff, stiff stuff works the same. Anyways, I'm just giving the Samsung people, but you fucking idiot. You can't even talk right. Anyways. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I'll read the emails of course too later on. But, uh, but that's something I'm going to talk about today too, is I, I watched the Apple press conference. So yeah, that's uh, it's going to be a fun show guys. Cause I think we have a lot to talk about. I, um, going back to last week, I did, um, have an opportunity. I mentioned that there may be a show coming up, um, in the Renfrew area. Well, I am very excited to say that that show has been confirmed and booked. Yours truly will be hosting a show at Finnegan's roadhouse in Renfrew on, uh, I think it's Friday. November 10th. It's November 10th for sure. I just think it's a Friday. Um, so yeah, so some of my listeners who are in the Renfrew area, I know you guys are there. Uh, be sure to, uh, to contact Finnegan's pub or Finnegan's roadhouse. I apologize. Um, it's about getting tickets. They have an early bird price. So the sooner you get your tickets, the uh, more money you saves is, um, headliner will be Jim McNally. Great comic. I've worked with many, many times before, um, from the Ottawa Valley, totally grew up in the area and knows the, the people and the culture out there. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's gonna be a great time. I'm really looking forward to that. The middle act has not been confirmed yet, the feature uh, on the show. So uh, we got a guy in mind, I got to call him, but it's not confirmed yet. So I can't drop any other names, but of course we'll talk more about that as that comes up. Um, but on Wednesday, I went out to see the area. Okay. Because before we do a show, we're fucking professionals. All right. We don't just show up 
in a small town night of and go, oh, we're performing in a the water damaged area of a church. Yeah, that's what could possibly go wrong there. So we go out in the areas, you know, we check first. That's what I did on Wednesday. I drove out there, spent a few hours talking with the owner and some of the other people involved uh, in the show, just making sure that A, the room would look great. And it does. It's a great room for comedy. Um, now the, the, the thing will be is, can they get enough tables and chairs to accommodate the huge draw that is, uh, that is absolute comedy live in Renfrew. So we're very excited for that. It's the day before Remembrance Day, an easy way to remember. And Remembrance Day falls on a Saturday uh, this year. Fun fact that I didn't know uh, is Remembrance Day, none of the stores open until noon. So it'll be a shoppingless Saturday morning this year. I remember last year on, uh, I always call it Novemberance Day because I'm an idiot. But uh, last year on Remembrance Day, I was out driving the old, uh, you know, ride sharing job. And, uh, it was dead. It was fucking dead. You know why? Cause nobody goes to work in the federal government on the morning of remembrance day. So I was driving around. Why is it so fucking dead? Then I saw this tiny little lineup in front of Best Buy and I was like, what the fuck is this? I pull up, right? I'm a, a creature of curiosity. I said, Hey, what are you guys standing in line for? And they go, Oh, it's the Nintendo classic release day. Happened to know what it was. I didn't think it was going to be that busy. I thought every store was going to get a bunch of them. I thought it'd be a nice little item that would sit on a rack that people, you know, may maybe sell out the first day, but merely by people walking by and going, Oh, this is interesting. Low price point. Why not? Well, I saw this lineup and went, shit, it's going to be one of those things. But luckily I'm a stand-up comedian and very rarely have to be anywhere specific at any given time during the morning. So I got out of that, I parked the car, I went over and stood in line. And then, uh, maybe, maybe I, I swear five seconds behind me, three more people stood in line. And then, uh, you know, my first question on my mouth was, Hey, does anyone know how many they have? You know, are we lining up for nothing? And maybe again, 30 seconds later, a guy walks out of the front of Best Buy. Hey guys, we've only got X amount of them, you know? So there's probably not enough for all of you who are here in line. The guy starts doing a head count. Uh, and I think they had 12 of them or something like that or 20, but the, uh, the point is he's counting down the line and he counts, I think like nine, let's say it's 20, he goes, you know, 19 on me and then 20 on one of the three guys behind me. He's like, yeah, sorry. Two of you guys aren't getting them. I just made me think if I gotten in the line three seconds later, you know, five seconds later, I would have been behind these three guys. I wouldn't have got one, but, uh, the kiddo Brody wanted one for Christmas last year. So, uh, I stood in line, but they're like, yeah, but it's, uh, it's remembrance day, everybody. So, you know, we're not open for another three hours. We appreciate you guys lining up. Everyone was trying to be there for nine. They don't open until noon. So I stood there for three hours and, uh, there was even people who kept coming by, you know, way later trying to go, Hey, can we have your spot? I'll buy your spot. Someone offered me 150 bucks to buy my spot in line, not, you know, to buy it from me once they got it, just 150 bucks to take a walk. But I love my kids. God damn it. And I said, no, as did everyone else there. <laughs> Um, we got it for him. He loved it for all of 24 hours and, uh, and now it's a paperweight, but I, that was my, that was remembrance day last year. Uh, this year it will be me sleeping in, uh, and enjoying a job well done the night before in Renfrew is my prediction. So looking forward to that show. That's what I did on Wednesday, Thursday. Oh boy. I had me a day. Um, I don't remember a lot of what I did, but I remember I went out and I ran some errands during the day. I went, uh, I had what I, what I'm calling my old man day, um, which is the working title for it. It's not a hashtag or anything yet, but I had an old man day. I went out and I, uh, I dropped off, uh, some pairs of pants to be hemmed. That's right. I went to a tailor, dropped off my pants to my slacks, my, <laughs> my 
my pants to get hemmed. And then, uh, and that was at Carlingwood, which is a bungalow mall, notorious old people mall, but that's where I went to drop my, uh, my pants off. Then I drove across the city to Billings bridge, another old people mall where I got my shoes repaired. <laughs> Something again, I'd never done before in my life. Never thought I ever would. Those money worth and best places that you always walk by and go, who the fuck ever goes to these things? Me, I went there, me and Herbert, right? Me and other old people. I didn't actually go with a guy named Herbert, but. Those are the people, me. And then the guy with his pants pulled up to his nipples, you know, uh, shuffling along. Looks like he's in agony. I, I don't get why old people dress the way they get. I think old people are the ones who deserve to wear fucking sweatpants and, and, you know, socks and sandals and a fucking hoodie. They're the ones who are just like, just, just get it on me. Everything hurts. But I mean, if it, if it hurts to lift your arms, like, why would you want to be fucking around with buttons and doing up buttons and then putting a sweater over top of that shit? And then another jacket. Oh, I don't want to do that now. That seems like a horrible choice. And the colors, you know what I mean? I think there's a senior's discount on white with brown stripes, right? Anything brown, khaki colored, very, very like, I feel like old people want to dress in sepia tone. Does that make any sense? You know what I mean? They're just like, I'm like, why can't you just get yourself a nice pair of jeans or something like that? Unless it's too heavy for them and just drags them down, breaks their hips, all that denim. <laughs> what if it rains? I'll be dragging around a fucking Kevlar. I don't know. Just, I, I had, I had an old people day. All right. I went and I dropped off my shoes to get glued. The soles were coming off these, these shoes I got and I was wondering if they could be repaired. So I did that. It just happened to be that I was running around to some of these places. And then I got a haircut, got a haircut at Billings, the old people mall. So that was my, uh, that was my Thursday afternoon. Take my pants to get hemmed, take my shoes to get repaired, get myself a haircut. And I'd probably complained a lot too. So that was, that was definitely an old man day that I had on Thursday. Um, <laughs> I felt productive. I'll be, I'll going to tell you, honestly, I felt productive after getting all those things done. So, uh, Friday I picked up those pants. Damn right. I did. I, I picked up my pants on Friday and then I had myself a nice little date night with the lady. Uh, Crystal took me to a place after, of course, our Halifax trip that we talked about on the podcast. Um, both of us had, had like, we, you know, want to have Donair again. We enjoyed our Donairs, our Halifax Donairs. So she had found a place not far from her work called the upper deck diner. Um, and while that sounds like a poop prank, that's the first thing I said. I'm like, it's called the upper deck. That's disgusting. Um, it's an old, uh, double decker, like a, like a English Britain double decker bus. And the top of it is the dining area. They, they also had like a, like a sort of a a deck built out at front, like a wooden deck patio kind of thing with, with tables and chairs, but the upper, uh, you know, the, the, the top floor of the double decker bus, they had chairs and tables and turned it into like a little dining area. And then downstairs was like inside was where the guy was cooking and everything. Very, very cool. They did uh, a Donair burger. So to me, it tasted like it was ground beef with Donair spicing in it. And then of course they put the sweet sauce on top. Um, but Crystal said that she spoke to the woman there the first time she saw it. And, uh, they said that it's actually like, they do it like with lamb or whatever it is, whatever donair meat is the mystery meat. Um, they, uh, apparently it's, it's lamb. They just don't do it on a spit and slice it up. Cause they said they don't have the space for it. Um, but the burger was delicious. We had a corn dog poutine. Um, they had a pogo poutine as well. And you're like, what's the difference between pogos and corn dogs? Well, apparently according to the gentleman, you know, uh, running the place, a pogo is chicken and pork mixed in with them with the battering over it. So it's like the traditional name brand pogos. That's chicken and pork. Um, and a corn dog is an all beef wiener, 
um, that's breaded right there and then fried there. So it's obviously it's more real because they do the breading and the frying themselves always up for more real. And then of course, all beef dog who gives a shit. It's all squirrel and raccoon. We know this, right? There's a certain amount of, of boot in every hot dog. But anyways, we, so we had that, they basically chopped that up and they put it on top of poutine. Hey, let's have ourselves a meal, right? So, um, it was absolutely lovely. It was the lady's treat. Very, very grateful for that. And, uh, I enjoyed it. So I, I would say anyone in the Ottawa area, have a look. I mean, it's not every day that you get to order some, some kind of, I mean, it's still, you know, uh, chip wagon esque food, but they're doing unique twists. Like I said, Donair burgers, it did taste, you know, like Halifax Donair, uh, in burger form it was delicious. And, um, a little, a little bit on the spicy side. I will say that if you don't like spicy at all, um, be careful. It is actually a little bit more spicy than a regular donut. But then again, the Halifax stuff is a little spicy. I don't know. Tough call. Enjoyable though. Um, I like that a lot. Um, it, it's a great little thing to check out. You know, like I said, the, the bus with the dining area upstairs, I got, um, I got a picture and a video on uh, Instagram and I believe Facebook or whatever. So again, another opportunity to remind you guys that if you follow, uh, any of our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you will see the, uh, the pictures of these things. I usually take a picture while I'm doing it to go, Hey, check this out. So it's uh, it's interesting enough to look, or you can just Google it and take a look at this place online. But I, I do recommend it. It's, it's something unique. You're not all every day get to eat, you know, in a double decker bus diner. So check that out. Part two of our date night was, I got us tickets to go see it. Um, I was a Stephen King fan as a kid. I've mentioned that in previous podcasts when I was bitching about the fucking gunslinger, how shitty that dark tower movie was. Um, I, I got tickets for it because I have been bombarded on the internet with ads for it. You know, the week leading up to it. Um, it's going to sound so fucking punny just saying it all the time because of the fact that's the title. But, uh, there was ads all over the internet you know, go see it. And all these IMDB, I use IMDB all the time. The internet movie database for anyone who doesn't know, IMDB is a great place to go. If you're like, Hey, I recognize that actor. What's he from? Well, you can type in the name of the movie you're watching and then scroll through the list of actors and see the face of the guy. You're like, yeah, that guy click on him. Then it'll take you to all the movies he's been in. It's a great little way to spider web and find out, Hey, where do I know that guy from? What else has he been in? Well, IMDB has these features at the top now, where if you first go to their page, it shows all these different, it'll show you new movie trailers and little interviews. Well, the whole, you know, first 15 things were all interviews with it and things to know and trailers and little featurettes with the director. So I was just soaking up all this, this fun, exciting hype for it. And it actually looked quite good. The, the trailers and everything looked good. In fact, we got to see, I believe I mentioned it when we went to see Annabelle, uh, creation that we got to watch a good, you know, four or five minute scene with, uh, Pennywise and Georgie talking through the sewer. If you haven't seen that yet, you know, if you know what I'm talking about, but you haven't had a chance to see that little, that little scene that's back and forth, um, be careful if you Google it now. Uh, typically YouTube is showing the spoil version. So they'll show you a little bit of the scene, but then they've attached a really shitty screener. Um, you know, like one of those downloadable ones where the, the screen's fucking half tilted and the sound is garbage. Part of the, the actual image is cut off because the person holding the camera wasn't paying attention. So just be careful. You might actually spoil that scene for yourself. But um, I got excited for it. I'm like, yeah, I got to see it. I watched the original two-part miniseries. Uh, Crystal and I actually, I think we watched that, that miniseries the night we saw Annabelle creation, we came home and we're like, let's watch it. She'd never seen it. We got it. The acting, if I could just uh, talk back about the, uh, the original it, it was 
uh, really poorly acted by almost everyone except for Tim Curry, who did an excellent job as Pennywise, the dancing clown. He was great, uh, very freaky, but very clownish. It was also made for TV. So anyone who's like, oh, I'm going to watch the original, you know, again, just remember it was made for TV. They did, um, they did a lot of back and forth the way the story goes. Like, I mean, really Stephen King stories are Stephen King stories. That guy, you know, uh, doesn't pull any punches on the stories that he's trying to say. Uh, give me one sec here. I'm going to try to keep my, my mouth from clicking. Mm. You'll know why I say that, uh, when I read the emails later, I, um, yeah, I, I, the original one, it's basically a story about kids, um, who start getting terrorized by this seemingly clown figure that you later learn is something a lot more demonic and, and, you know, malicious than, than a clown. It's not really a clown. That's just the form it, it likes to take. It's not really a spoiler. That's an old story that's been around for a long time. Um, Stephen King wrote, wrote this story, you know, in the eighties and, uh, he might've even written it in the late seventies, but he wrote the story a long time ago, pre- you know, Freddy Krueger pre, uh, you know, it knows what scares you, you know, it's that's, it was one of the first things that was like, Hey, it knows what scares you. And it uses your fear against you. Um, some critics were reviewing this movie as, Hey, this idea has been done. Well, fuck yeah, dude, it was done, you know, 30, 40 years ago by Stephen King. Of course. Yeah. You're, you're referencing things that were like it. Yeah. This stuff all came after that. Um, but, uh, the, the, the movie's great. I, I can't say enough good things about the new one. Um, the kids are outstanding actors in it. Uh, everyone does a great job. But Bill Skarsgård just absolutely kills it as Pennywise. Now, this movie has like a hard R rating. So they can do a lot of things in this that they couldn't do in the TV movie, like miniseries. The miniseries was a two-parter. And, um, it would, it bounced back and forth, you know, like they had it on one week and then the next week they play the other half or it was either one night and then the next night. I don't remember exactly how it ran, but the idea is you got one piece of it. And the whole idea is that, um, you know, this thing comes out to feed every 27 years, you know, it turns out it's been around for a long time and it just keeps coming back and, and, you know, like eating children. And again, this is spoiler free. If you feel like I'm fucking up the movie, this is just the premise of it. And of course, these kids start getting terrorized by it and they, they decide that they want to confront it, you know, and that's the plot of the movie. Um, but uh, the original was like sort of adults. It keeps going back and forth between when they're adults and when they're kids. Uh, this movie looked like they were going to tell the whole story from the, the standpoint of the kids. And uh, again, spoiler, spoiler free. Uh, you see the title at the end of the movie and they call it 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 chapter one. So, um, just anyone who goes to see it based on my recommendation, um, please know it is, it is part one of at least two parts. Um, so you just know that you're not seeing a self-contained story. You're seeing a great movie, uh, with a lot of great stuff on it, but it is, uh, at minimum a two-parter. So, um, it's also, if you watch the original and you're wondering like that, like me, I watched the original and I said, Hey, there's no scenes of the adults together. Uh, I go, maybe they just try to do it all with the kids. Well, it's because they're doing the kid portion, uh, instead of it bouncing back and forth timeline, they're doing the kids portion first and they'll have the adults portion, uh, in the next movie, but, uh, great scares, great special effects. There's some good jump scares, but there's also some just really good, like psychological scary stuff. Um, again, talking about Stephen King, like he was one of the first authors that would like, you know, kill a kid in a story, if that makes any sense. Um, 
nobody likes to upset people and, you know, think of the children. Well, Stephen King uh, wrote a lot from his own fears and his own fears of his own children. Um, and in this, uh, in this particular story, he is not afraid to kill the children. Um, so just, just know that there might be some scenes if you're a sensitive adult, I know all my friends now have kids and, you know, some of my listeners might be very, very sensitive to children's stuff. We'll just know if you like horror movies, this movie does an outstanding job of being scary, telling a good story, uh, being acted well, everything like that. I mean, again, I don't want to suck this movie's dick way too much, but, um, it was, it was definitely freaky, creepy, uh, did its job was really engaging. It's long too. It's a long movie. So you're really getting, you know, your entertainment dollars worth out of this one. So, um, I, I can't, I can't say enough good things about it. I loved, uh, I loved it. The, the lady loved it as well. So we're both very excited for the, the second one when that comes out. And, uh, on Saturday I hung out with Brody. He came, uh, he came with me over to my place. We, uh, keeping with the horror theme the two of us played, uh, Friday the 13th, that game I was talking about on the podcast a while back where, you know, most players play as counselors. One person plays as Jason. Well, we had a great time. We just burned the day away, you know, playing games together, trying to beat Jason. One of us was Jason. So we'd work together to try to kill all the other counselors. Um, just a great game. We learned how to play the game a little bit better from my first uh, summary of it. So I've got some other friends that are, are playing as well, but they play on different platforms. So again, just sort of had a bit of a horror weekend, it would seem. Um, and then we watched Borat, you know, we, we, uh, we went out for a little bit, get some snacks, came back, decided to watch something. And, uh, I was just poking around. I don't remember what he was watching. I think he, he brought up some YouTube video and it reminded me of like the old prankster stuff from Ali G and whatnot. So I brought up some videos of Ali G. He had no idea who that was. I showed him, he was laughing his head off. And then of course we found like some full episodes of Ali G. So he got to see the characters of Borat and Bruno as well. And he was just dying laughing. I asked him if he ever saw Borat. He said, no, I said, all right, buddy, let's have a, let's have a, a goofy boy humor night. So we rented uh, Borat and, uh, and he loved it. That had a great time. So that's what we did Sunday. I had to get up super early. So I drove him home. And, uh, I was hosting the CSGO, which stands for counter-strike global offensive tournament at the Cineplex theater. I think they call it the Scotiabank theater now in Ottawa at silver city. Um, sorry to um so much in your ears too, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. Like I was there at seven o'clock in the morning. We set up, we were setting up like 12 PCs. This was the first time the theater had ever done like a PC gaming tournament. It's usually like PlayStation or Xbox, a lot easier to set up, but we're, we're setting up all these computers and we're downloading updates and we're connecting to the internet and da, 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 da. It was like a, a long setup process. We got started late, but apparently every city did, did just because every city does every city did because of the fact that, uh, we were having network issues and, and to have 12 computers connected at, you know, high downloads, it was a tournament, right? So we couldn't just be like, Hey, let's connect you all. Hey, is everyone just playing? Okay, good. No, no, it was, it was strict. You know, they're playing for, for pretty big money. So, um, we needed to make sure that everything was fair. Everyone's computers were, were, you know, working off of the internet, at the right speed. Uh, everyone had the right equipment. There was no issues with the equipment. We had to play around. It, it was a ton of technical stuff. We had to make sure that they had a white noise um, sound. So basically they would put in earbuds and then we would put earphones over their ears with earbuds that would play like a white noise. Basically the idea was to block out any outside sound because we had commentators, um, commenting on the rounds, like who was killing who and who was camping where and, and this and that. So it would have been unfair for them to have been able to hear everything that the, uh, broadcasters were saying, because 
then it would just give them an advantage. They would know where their enemy was and all that based on what they were saying. So um, they decided that they would not do any commentating during the rounds. Um, that the, the casters is what they call them would, ca would do that between rounds. Um, therefore taking up the time of the host yours truly. So I didn't have a whole hell of a lot to do. Um, I, I definitely got the crowd excited a little bit off the top, uh, got the matches started. And then, uh, after a couple rounds, we decided, you know, everyone who was playing said they couldn't really hear anything over the white noise while we were talking afterwards. So, um, we decided with permission from all the teams that we would do the, the casting during the round because it did make it much more exciting for all of the people listening. So, uh, we switched that up a little later on, got very, very excited. There was one team, um, I don't want to say their name cause it was kind of shitty, but they, they lost every single match round that they played. Like, like just getting fucking dominated. Like you could have put monkeys in those chairs and they would have scored just as much. I'm not lying. They would zero, 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 zero goose egg. And then late in the day, their last match that they were playing against another team, um, they won one, like just one round, you know, it was like a best of 15. They won one round of one of the several matches they played and the whole place, when they got that one win, the whole place exploded. It was the, it was the most exciting moment of the whole day. The underdogs landed a hit and then it was just, and then of course they got fucking destroyed, but that one victory match that they had was the most exciting part of the day. So, um. Anyways, as, as the day went on, um, we had downtime in between matches and stuff like that. So I went up to keep, uh, keep little Ben. Uh, I don't want to say his last name only just out of respect for him. Again, I try not to say anybody's names. I know it sounds ridiculous for me to constantly say one name and then go, I'm not going to say their last name, but uh, keep in mind, I don't have these people's permissions to just name them to whomever may be listening. But, uh, one of the guys, he's also a, an amateur comic here in Ottawa. Uh, work in this. So he was up there. Ben was up in the projector room. It was Ben's job to switch from the video game viewing. Uh, so basically the, the live, the live gaming on the screen. So everyone could watch and see who was playing what to like just an image of the, the logo of counter-strike between rounds. Um, so I went up to visit Ben. He was doing music and stuff like that up there. A very easy job. A lot of us had very easy jobs. I love this gig. I have to say, but, uh, <laughs> I went up to visit him at one point and I was telling him all about it. Cause I had done that on Friday. What a cool movie it was. All the things I'd learned is just chat, chat, chat. And then it you know, totally occurred to me. I'm like, well, Hey, we're in the projector room. Like when does it start? And it turned out like while I was talking to him, you know, maybe like there was a, it starting in like 10 minutes directly behind where he was sitting. So all he had to do was spin his chair around and he could watch it. So I ended up sitting there for, for some time, you know, I had to go back downstairs a couple of times, but I ended up watching it with uh, Ben upstairs <laughs> on IMAX. So I've already seen it twice this weekend. Uh, it was, uh, but it was, it was still good. The second time I got to enjoy little things that I was looking for. Um, he was piss scared and we kept trying to find ways to, to scare him. So one of the things we did after, after watching the movie was, uh, we'd switched the static image from the logo of counter-strike. We'd found like a nice big Pennywise face that we could brought up so that, you know, as soon as the game was over and we switched it over, we could throw up a giant uh, Pennywise the clown face in the theater, maybe scare everybody in there. We did that. We got a couple little, oh, we could hear them like, oh, a few gasps. And then we switched back. It was just fun little dicking around thing that we did. Um, but I, I definitely enjoyed uh, being the host of the tournament. It was nice seeing people come out and having a good time playing video games. Um, I've got a lot of stuff that I'm going to be doing with them coming up in the future. Um, in this very small period of time working with them, I've only done two events with them so far, but in this small amount of time, I've really, uh, really enjoyed working for the company. They enjoy having me as well. So, um, very excited to have more 
more gigs on the calendar with them and some fun stuff that I can tell you guys about, because if you're in the Ottawa area, um, and not just the Ottawa area, they're actually, it's a company that's all over Canada so that they're, they're doing different events all throughout different cities. So, um, please, any of you, let me know if you're interested in the stuff that these guys have, and I will reach out to them and get information as to what city or what mall or what theater that they're at near you. So you can go and enjoy because they're in all major cities in Canada. So there's something, even if you're not near Ottawa, where I operate out of, um, I'm sure there's something close to you, but they've got like Lego dimensions tournaments. I know that, uh, later this month I will be working with them to do PlayStation virtual reality demos in some malls. Um, so I'm very excited about the, about working with them and the things that we have coming up. I'm very excited. Yes. To be here doing the PlayStation VR. Uh, it's not exactly, it sounds more. Eastern European, but uh, my name is Borat. I want to work in the PlayStation. Um, yeah, so that was Sunday and then Monday night guys, I, uh, I had a fundraiser for CIBC. I mean, it wasn't my fundraiser. It was someone else's fundraiser, but I got to perform at, uh, at absolute comedy open mic Monday show for, uh, for CIBC fundraiser. They sold the place out, you know, 180 some tickets for the run for the cure for CIBC. So very excited about that. Again, my good buddy, Jim McNally, who will be joining me in Renfrew. He was there and, uh, you know, just blew the roof off the place at the end. I just had a little spot. This is a great, uh, great group of bankers. I really appreciate the fact that they ask for me to be on the show every year. They've seen me before. They've enjoyed me. Um, last night I decided to go at bankers a little bit. I was just doing a little, little spot on the show, uh, you know, just to say that they saw me, but, um, I talked about bankers and how, you know, why, why, why do they have a business banking wicket? that they seem to, that doesn't seem to fucking matter whether or not you're doing business banking or not, you know, just every, they're just like, yeah, we'll just take whoever's next fucking keep it going. I also said, how come there's eight or nine wickets at every fucking bank in every fucking branch in North America, but there's only ever, ever three tellers maximum. Like why did, I've never seen nine tellers all active and I'm not saying it's never been necessary. You've all been in the bank with me, with me. You've all been in the bank too and seen like a giant fucking lineup and three people. And I, I'm saying like, you'll even see like five or six people behind that sitting at desks and stuff, doing other shit. It doesn't even look like they're doing anything. They're just shuffling papers or sometimes they'll even be talking to each other. I fucking, the thing that gets me the most too is when they look up and they see you in line, this giant line, they just sort of put their eyes back down. Like, Oh fuck. I'm glad I'm not dealing with that. It's like, motherfucker, you're not doing anything. Get up. You remember what it was like to be in the trenches, grab yourself a fucking wicket, put through a couple customers, you know, do that. And I was saying that, you know, the business banking seems to have no theme to it. When are they going to make a seniors line? That's the one that I want. Have a nice, nice person at the front who's all sunshine, reminds them of their granddaughter or whatever. They just stand in line, run, you know, decorate it with fucking Wizard of Oz shit and, and Matlock, you know, things that are non-threatening to old people, stuff that they recognize like a casino does. A casino bends them over and fucks them out of all their money, but they, they, they do it in a nostalgic way. They go, Hey, remember the wizard of Oz? Huh? Do you remember John Wayne and the great escape? Huh? How about that? Charles Bronson guy, Steve McQueen. Remember these guys? Oh, what a, what a time to have been alive, you know, before mobile devices and stuff. So old people are just like, yeah, and they just feed their money into these recognizable figureheads from, from years gone by. Well, just do that at a bank, you know, just, just decorate all the area. So the rest of us, we have, we have fucking places to be, you know? We don't want to be stuck in a goddamn bank all the time. I don't know. That's all. That's, that was my suggestion to the bankers who were there last night. Um, but all in all, I had a really fun week last week, guys. I mean, uh, seeing the movies, doing the events, doing my old guy shopping and errands, 
you know, yelling at bankers. Ah, what a, what a great week I had. And, um, as I mentioned today, I, I watched the Apple press conference. That was the last and most recent thing I did. Um, where do I begin? Listen, if you hate Apple, just go sit in the corner with your coloring books and, and, you know, wait for the segment to be over. But Apple has announced a lot of new cool things. Um, if you hate them or not, this is still some interesting stuff that they've got going on. Um, I watched the new Apple, um, like they, they have these new locations that they're, they're opening up. They're opening up at the waterfront in Chicago. They have a new location in Milan, uh, something that they're doing in Paris. And I'll talk about them very briefly, but, um, they talked about like Apple parks. So they're basically going to be taking these like historical buildings and, uh, I, I don't want to say repurposing them. They are repurposing them to a man, a matter of speaking, they're becoming Apple locations, but they're, um, and this is the third time today I've tried to think of this word and I get it, but it always, I always trip up on it is restoring. That's the word they're restoring some of these old buildings. You, you got to see it guys. The press conference is online. You can watch all this stuff. I'm, I'm about to talk about online and see for yourselves, beautiful visuals. Um, and everything I'm going to talk about is I just think it's, it's summarized better. I watched it live streaming. So when it was an actual press conference, so I couldn't pause, rewind and watch over again, anything that they said, grab some of the terminology or new chip names or new feature names. So I really will do my best to describe them here just in case you're like, Oh, I wonder what they're doing. I'll, I'll do my best to tell you, but uh, just in case I get something wrong, please know I'm, I'm going off of memory at this point, And it was a few hours ago. Um, so yeah, these new locations look great. They're doing new things in the stores where they're going to have like creative sections. I think they call it Apple today or today, at, today at Apple. Um, and it's almost like, um, like those home Depot seminars they used to do. Here's how you fucking cock a, a window or whatever. Well, they're going to be getting people in who are like creatives in their local cities and, and areas and stuff like that, who will come in and show you how to do creative, uh, projects and things like that using Apple devices and things like that. Not to mention just regular creative things, but how Apple technology integrates into the creative process. I mean, I have my iPad here. Just as a small example, I have my iPad here that I use to play my intro music and my um, sound effects and, and ads and stuff like that. Um, and then, of course, once I'm done recording everything, I move it over to the, the computer and I, I process it and I, I do, you know, I clean it up in, uh, in GarageBand on my Mac. So, I mean, not that I would ever go to an Apple store and, and be invited to do something like that. And hey, what's the pro podcast process? But um, truth be told, like it's, you could do that. You could teach how to do a podcast doing entirely Apple stuff. My buddy, Paul Verzi, um, Paul just plugs in a microphone to his, his, uh, MacBook and does it entirely in GarageBand. His entire podcast is recorded, processed, and produced, uh, through GarageBand on, a a MacBook, which is incredible. So something like that, like they also have other creatives who are using, you know, GarageBand for stuff like that. They're showing people how to use iMovies. Um, so they're having, they said what the geniuses did for technology, these new Apple creatives will be doing for people in artistic fields and stuff like that. They're also looking to, to make their, uh, their locations, a greener space. So they're going to be adding a lot of plant life and things like that into the Apple stores just to make it a lot more green. Um, so it was just kind of cool to see what they're doing at the store level. Uh, the Apple watch series three was announced. It is, uh, it, they were showing how a lot of people have used their Apple watches and the, the health aspects of it. 
Um, people have, have avoided serious health injuries and things like that because the Apple watch was recording data and, and told them that certain things were not happening, like, or certain, certain things were happening with their bodies. So some people avoided heart attacks and, uh, and some serious, you know, uh, organ failures because of the odd things they, they told their doctor that they were getting odd readings. The doctors looked into it and turned out something that had no symptoms. Um, because the Apple watch picked up on it, they were actually able to get surgeries and, and things that saved their lives. Um, one guy was in a car crash and he, um, he remembered the SOS feature on the watch ended up calling, um, you know, a tech and was on the phone with them while the paramedics came to, to cut him out of his vehicle, which had flipped over several times. Um, you know, just a, a ton of stories, a, a little girl whose, whose glucose levels, uh, you know, are being monitored via the Apple watch, just a bunch, a bunch of really cool, um, features that already existed on the watch and how they've, how they're working on making them better. But the series three now is able to detect, um, elevation and things like that. Like they've had it before, but now it can tell the difference between, uh, like, you know, jogging in place and actually going up and down stairs. Um, they have something new that they're working with Stanford, I believe was the university, um, that they are now monitoring your heart rate. They're look, they're going to see if you're having irregular heart rate and things like that, um, in a new app that they've launched, which basically is going to be able to detect early signs of stroke and heart disease. So, you know, imagine something strapped to your wrist now that is able to actually help take care of you in the sense that, you know, um, if you had something wrong with you and you never knew, and there's all of a sudden brain activity or something like that, well, your, your watch is now basically watching what's going on with you. It'll also detect if your heart rate elevates, um, and you're not doing anything, you know, you're not moving or whatever, but also your heart rate increases. So I, I found that particularly interesting and, and, and kind of cool that we're now in an area, you know, with technology that we can take, you know, uh, get more information on our health status throughout the hours of the day, just because something is reading our pulse. I mean, yeah, it's a little invasive too, you might think, but, uh, I know for me in the shape that I'm in, I would much rather know that something is kind of watching my back and, and letting me know if I'm having a regular, uh, heart activity that I myself may not be aware of. Um, and of course, another big innovation for the Apple watch is that it is now cellular. The series three will have an integrated, I believe they called it an electronic SIM, so you will be able to take your watch with you and not have to have your phone. So you can just take that, get all your phone calls. Uh, Apple music is also integrated to it. So they said that you could have 40 million songs on your wrist. And then of course, with the wireless Bluetooth, uh, earphones that they've had for some time now, um, you can get all your, uh, all your music directly from your watch. You don't have to bring your phone when you leave the house and you still do all your calls, talk to Siri, all that fun stuff. Excuse me, building up, doing so much talking, building up some gas here. Uh, so yeah, um, uh, that was very, very cool to see. Um, it, it now supports contactless, uh, charging. So that's very cool. I might for the first time be interested in getting an Apple watch. Um, they showed the new Apple TV, which is uh new 4k. So the Apple TV is 4k. A lot of features that were available only in the States will now be available in Canada, Australia. Um, and uh, I believe six other countries that were no, were previously not available to. So it's going to 4k They're They're working on uh, Apple TV games, exclusive games for the Apple TV. Uh, I think they translate over to, uh, the iPad and the iPhone, but the idea is that it would be designed to be like these one touch games, very, very vivid from that game company, I believe is what the uh, developer is called. So very cool that they're working on, like, like they showed them playing it with the Apple TV remote. It was very, very, uh, just visually stunning. 
Um, augmented reality is another thing they're working on. They talked very briefly because it was sort of put through all the different projects of, uh, sorry, products, uh, about the new iOS 11, which is launching at the end of the month. So if you're an Apple user, you will be getting iOS 11 at the end of the month. Um, they also talked about the new iPhone eight, which I missed. I paused cause I was working on something, uh, trying to get some, some troubleshooting on Facebook. And by the time I unpaused, it'd been like 40 minutes and the live stream on that person. Well, maybe not that long, about 20, 25 minutes, but the live streaming portion of that wasn't working. So I refreshed and I happened to come in right at the very beginning of the segment regarding the iPhone 10 or the iPhone X, however you choose to say it, that, uh, that phone's something else, guys. I got to tell you, I will try to summarize as quickly as possible. Uh, it is now screen all over the front. There is no home button on that phone anymore. Um, you swipe up um, in order to unlock the phone. It now uses facial recognition technology. Some of the most face sophisticated facial recognition, uh, rec recognition, sorry. Wow. Facial recognition technology available on the market. Um, you hold the phone in front of you, it does, uh, it casts infrared, another light and a, in a, uh, pixel point, I think they called it. Um, I I'm actually actually pretty confident right now that I'm wrong on that, but the dot camera, I think is what they called it. Dot. So it puts dots all over your face. Um, and it recognizes your face. They even tested it against, uh, images of yourself. So you can print a picture of your face. It will not do it because it doesn't get the depth of field that your nose and eyes would create. They even had, um, mask companies make masks of your face. Uh, the, the ones that they showed the video were actually pretty lifelike. Um, and it's, uh, will not unlock for those things, but it does grow with you. So if you grow a beard, put on glasses, wear a hat, it still recognizes your face and will unlock for you. Um, it is now contactless charging as well. So you can put the phone down on one of those uh, charge pads and it will charge your phone. So Apple uh, eight and 10 will allow for that technology as well as the earbuds, the, 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 the uh, I think I call them ear pods or whatever they are. The wireless ones um, now work with the contactless charge. The uh, Apple watch works with the contactless charge. And uh, so does the iPhone eight and 10. Another very cool feature because of this facial recognition technology, uh, they've been working with Snapchat and some other companies that do facial recognition. So now the emojis on the Apple phones. So the monkey, the poop, the fox, the dog, all those things that you're using already, you can actually bring up the emoji and it will match what your face is doing. It turns 3D like a, like a Pixar movie and that that face will now follow your facial. If you raise your eyebrows, it raises its eyebrows. Uh, you know, you can scowl, you can, you can cringe with your face and it will replicate what you're doing. And as you speak, it copies your mouth movements to, to, the, to the detail. So instead of just sending someone a poop, you can actually send them a video where you are talking and the poop is, you're basically making the poop talk. Um, it was, it was crazy. I love sending emojis and doing goofy little video stuff like that. Um, I'm, I'm very excited for that. It's now got a studio feature where you can adjust the lighting to like studio quality after you've taken a picture. So you can take a selfie and then, and then change all the details right in the, uh, the phone itself. Um, I believe, I mean, there's tons of features. Look, that's what I'm hanging on to right now. Um, but like I said, the screen is right to the edge of the phone. Now there's no home button anymore. You swipe, 
uh, it does facial recognition, uh, augmented reality is one that they're working on so that looking at your phone, you can actually see, it's kind of like that Pokemon go thing where you see like, you know, it's standing in the same room, but it's two dimensional. This is like, you know, you, you watch the video and it shows people playing basketball and then they hold up their phone and in the same court as a Tyrannosaurus Rex chasing the, the people in the court, you know, so this, this augmented reality, this is what, uh, Mark was talking about, I believe in the last episode when he said that, you know, he's excited to hear about the VR, but he thinks that that augmented reality is the next uh, big thing. Well, the Apple phones, uh, the iPhones are, are now doing that. So with the new update, augmented reality is something that they're focusing on and they've got applications already in place that will do that games where you just point it at your tabletop and walking around your tabletop. Uh, we'll show you the angle of the game that you're playing everything guys. I really encourage you to just YouTube, uh, Apple September 12th press conference. And no doubt you will see all the things that I'm talking about and more. Uh, it was very cool, about two hours long, but really, really cool to see the state of innovation for Apple. They ended by mentioning right before they talked about the iPhone 10, they mentioned that 10 years ago, they released the first iPhone and it changed the game for smartphones. And, um, the, the truth of the matter is anyone who likes Samsung and stuff better now, I, I do get that there's differences and I understand it's a matter of preference. Um, but undeniably Apple changed the smartphone game. We had Blackberries where you could send emails. You could, you could sort of surf the web in a very poor mobile web version, but you could. Then the iPhone came out, um, innovating the technology, getting people Again, touch screens when the, the only thing that you had before that with a touch screen was a Palm Pilot you used a stylus for, which is still limited to how it would work the screen. And, uh, you know, the, the Blackberry Storm, which was a fucking abortion for touch screen, you know, then they come out with the phone that not only is, hey, here's something that you, it's entirely touch screen on the front, but now it's a platform for other companies to actually come out and design shit for. You can just design an application and download it via the store. They changed the game the way smartphones work. And yes, there's been a lot of copycats since who might've been able to do something a little tweak one aspect, a little here, a little there. Um, also just another feature of the iPhone 10 is it's got an OLED screen. And, uh, I think it's the X 11 bionic, uh, chip in it. So, um, Anyways, my, my point being is that Apple has been a game changer for a long time and it would look like after this press conference, they are looking to make their 10 year mark, um, another giant leap forward with some of the things they're doing, the facial recognition and augmented reality being two very, very large leaps forward in handheld technology. So, um, I know I've talked a lot of techie shit right now and I'm not, I'm not so much a tech guy and understanding the very intricate parts of it, but just to see these features, uh, as a layman was, was very, very exciting, very, very cool to see, uh, and a lot of innovation. So I would have had a lot less to talk about guys. If I hadn't watched that fucking uh, press conference first, um, one thing I want to ask you guys, okay. I'm always asking you guys to write in or, or, you know, participate with me. One of the things I would like to ask you guys is if there's any other horror movie junkies like myself and the lady out there, um, I'd love some recommendations. Um, I, I mean, I've watched stranger things, you know, I don't know necessarily know that that's horror. It's definitely suspense thriller kind of thing. Um, you know, like we've seen the conjuring movies, the Annabelle ones, the uh, insidious. I'm wondering if there was any movies that you guys have seen maybe on Netflix or something of the like, um, some titles that, that you would recommend, you know, cause, uh, it, like I, I've said before, I think you got to watch like 10 shitty horror movies for every one good one you get. And that's why I want to say to you guys that it 
was definitely one of the good ones. That's that's one that really inspires the movie theaters or not movie theaters, the, the the movie production companies to start giving budgets back to horror movies. Again, New Line Cinema did it. They're also responsible for the uh, the Conjuring movies. All right, so New Line is one of the production companies behind that. So um, those are two current series that are really, you know, uh, making good quality horror movies with decent stories and showing that, you know, uh, a there's a market for it, and and if you put enough investment into the horror movies to make a good horror movie, the people will come and watch it. Um, so I wanted to ask if any of you guys have any good scary, suspenseful horror movies that you'd recommend. Um, I, I'd love those recommendations. Of course, contact at onemanpodcast.com. Um, I also wanted to ask too, because I see a lot of ads for this on the internet here and there, um, is a, a streaming service called Shudder. Um, I'm wondering if any of you guys actually subscribe to Shudder and if it's worthwhile. If so, uh, let me know because again, it's it's basically designed for horror movie fans, but uh, I'm wondering if it's uh, if it's worth the hype. So, uh, please let me know, contact at womenpodcast.com if, uh, if any of you are using shutter or if any of you have any horror movies that you've seen as of late that you would like to recommend. Um, in terms of what I'm working on, like I like, I always like to tell you guys sort of what's up with me in terms of long-term stuff. I'm working on holiday segments. Uh, I want to go to big box retailers during the holidays and do some interviews with people, see what they're buying, what they're shopping. I, I love the holidays. I'm a big kid for that stuff. Um, and more or less just to see what's new and out there. As you could tell, just from me talking about the Apple press conference today, I, I really dig that stuff. And, um, you know, just anything new and exciting. So I kind of like to, in the holidays, go out to all the different big box retailers and see what the new toys are for the holiday season. Uh, and toys, I mean, you know, tech stuff, tool stuff, uh, reading, uh, household, like just all, all different aspects. There's no one thing that I'm, I'm more preferential to. So I'm, I'm working on my proposal and stuff like that. Um, I've already got a few places that have said that they're on board. Um, but I'd love to have a different store that I'm at every week over the November and December months, uh, leading up to the holiday season or not holiday season, but you know, the fucking hall, the day of the holiday. There's a lot of different holidays. I can't name fucking Christmas. You know what I'm talking about? right? There's eight days of Hanukkah. Well, I'd like to hit eight different big box retailers so they can consider each one of those segments in the months, a gift for them. They can save them and listen to different ones on different days. I don't give a shit. Uh, Kwanzaa don't know what that is, but I'm working on that too. My podcast can be enjoyed anytime <laughs> during any of the holidays, but, uh, that's something I'm excited for. Um, I don't want to really list the places that I'm planning on going in case they say no to me. And then I'll feel like I disappointed you guys. So doing that, I've been starting to watch the, uh, iron fist on Netflix. I know it came out a while ago, but I kind of want to watch the defenders and feel like I can't watch the defenders if I haven't watched iron fist, but it sucks so far seven or eight episodes in it's boring as fuck. Um, anyone who doesn't know I'm, uh, I, I really enjoy what Marvel's doing these days. Uh, they're killing it in the, the theaters. All the Marvel movies are very exciting and fun to watch. Big nerd right here. Um, and they started to do real good with their Netflix stuff. Daredevil. The first season was pretty good. They, uh, by the end of the first season, they stuck him in his costume, which looked a little stupid, but you're like, ah, what are you going to do? What is this costume? He kind of looks, looks like they made captain America, put put horns on it and painted him red. That's what he kind of looks like. But you know, and then the second one came out, Jessica Jones, even better than daredevil. In my opinion, I'm like, great. Marvel's now killing it on, on Netflix and streaming services, right? They did a bit of a sidestep with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You're like, what the fuck is this? But eh, it's really about, about more agents. We don't know a whole lot about each individual agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. We can get past this. 
you know, to put it the second season of Daredevil, which introduced the Punisher. And you're like, yeah, Netflix still killing it Marvel wise. Then Luke Cage came out. That was stupid. You know, I tried to love it, but it just seems so stupid. Uh, you know, spoiler alert, some guys buzzing around in some weird fucking Power Rangers, Beetleborgs, fucking jetpacks. It was the stupidest ending to a series that I ever saw. And then, you know, Iron Fist came out. I'm like, well, maybe Iron Fist will be really cool. Iron Fist is fucking stupid. It's, I was gonna say it's stupider than, than that. Stupider is not a word. It was more stupid than, uh, what's his face? Luke Cage, you know? So I'm just, I'm trying to get through. I didn't, Iron Fist isn't even done, but everyone was like, it, it was, it's stupid. So I haven't really heard, you know, uh, anything about the Defenders, whether or not people are enjoying it or not, but because I'm really not hearing a lot about it, it's basically the Avengers of all of these, these things. They put Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist together. And now they've got like a Netflix Avengers. So no idea what's going on with that. Haven't heard the reviews. Probably not going to be good. It's just, it's a shame that it came on so strong with Daredevil and, uh, you know, Jessica Jones just for Luke Cage and Iron Fist to kind of like <clears throat> piss on everything. Whatever. The point is I'm going to watch it. That's, that's what I'm watching right now. And, um, I have ordered, the Dark Tower series from Amazon. <sighs> After seeing the movie, I've decided I want to finish the series of books to see if there's, you know, I hope that the books don't just fizzle out because that movie was awful. Um, but part of me just seeing something in the movie and then a YouTube video that says they tried to connect something together. I was like, oh, fuck. I really hope that what we saw is not what ends up going on in the last three books. But um, since I don't have books one through four anymore, I can't just read five, six, and seven. I need to sort of get a refresher of what the fuck's going on in there. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going to read the entire Dark Tower series again. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I finished my George Carlin book finally. I had mentioned that a few weeks back. And now it's time to start reading something else again. I got so many different books for so many different things. I don't know where to start. So I just figured, you know what? I'm going to bang out the Dark Tower series. Get myself back into Stephen King. Hey, maybe I'll even read it afterwards just to see how that thing uh, holds up the movie. I never read the actual book. So looking forward to doing that. Um, and I think that's it for, for sort of catching you up onto where I'm at right now. You guys know where, what's going on with me as always. Tell me what's going on with you. You know, I want to fucking hear it, right? Maybe it's time now to, uh, to, to, to talk about the sponsors, right? Who's my sponsor? Who do we always start with guys? You know who I talk about. My partners at portablepress.com, right? Uncle John's bathroom readers. The Bathroom Reader Institute. Um, I picked an article this week from uh, a book about Uncle John's unsinkable bathroom reader, right? And uh, I picked that title because of the idea that if it can't sink, then that probably means that it floats, right? And what else floats? Everything in the movie, it. It all floats down here. Um, so that's what I'm reading from. Uncle John's unsinkable bathroom reader. And the article that I've picked today is called pronunciation. All right, guys. So what are the correct pronunciations for the words below? The answers might surprise you. If you pronounce them differently, don't worry. Many people do. But here's how they were originally meant to be pronounced. Five, 50, 100, or 200 years ago. And according to the dictionary, still should be. So um, I, I was reading this one earlier today, getting it ready for the podcast. I got about four or five deep to what looks like about close, maybe like 18 of them. Uh, I got about four or five deep and it was like 
oh for five and I was like, okay, fuck it. And I was talking out loud to myself, making fun of myself, how stupid I was and how I couldn't believe that I didn't get them right. Some of them was just having a hard time getting the proper pronunciation the way it was said. So I decided, fuck it. We're just going to go through that process of me being an idiot live right on the podcast. So the first one is status. Um, and that one is actually right in brackets, right next to it. It's supposed to be pronounced status. So if you're like me and you pronounce status, then, uh, you're wrong. Uh, it's actually status. So anytime someone says, Hey, what's the status of that? You mean the status stupid, ignorant fuck. Uh, so all for one for me, well, let me get a pen here. I'm going to, I'm going to keep score right on the sheet. There's always the nice pens that go missing, right? There we go. There we go. All right. All righty. So I am 0 for 1 at this point. All right. The next one, transient. It has two syllables, not three. So it's transient, not transient. It actually has that. So that was 0 for 2 for me because, again, I say transient. Um, but it's not. It's transient. T-R-A-N hyphen S-H-E-N-T. So transient is how it's supposed to be said. Um, over two. Applicable. Uh, the first syllable is the one that should be emphasized as in applicable rather than the second, which is applicable. Um, now, I, I probably said that to myself 10 times thinking that I was I was losing my mind. Um, it, they're both three syllables, but it's the first syllable that you're supposed to emphasize. So it's applicable not applicable. All right. And I hope, I hope you guys could hear the differences there because I couldn't for a while. That's what I've settled with. Um, emphasize the first, not the second. The fourth one is valet, right? It's not a French word. So pronouncing the last syllable as a is incorrect. It should, uh, sorry, it should be sounded as valet. Another fake French word foyer which is pronounced foyer, not foyer. So there you go, guys. It's foyer and valet, not valet and foyer. I am O four four. Um, spherical. Uh, it says spherical, not spherical. So again, O for five. If you call it spherical, you two are a fucking idiot. And <laughs> not that we're fucking idiots, but we just uh, we were just taught by fucking idiots. That's how it works. Um, and then there's either. So is it's either or either. Either is the preferred way, and so is neither. So it's not either or neither. It's either. Um, so I say either. I'm one. I'm one for six now. So I've got a fucking. I'm on the board. Anybody else here at this point on the board just now? Is anybody at uh, fucking zero for six on these bad boys? Um, prelude. Uh, prelude is incorrect. The proper pronunciation is prelude. Oh, that's weird. I don't think I definitely didn't get that. One for seven. I, yeah, I, I've always said prelude or prelude. I think prelude. Yeah, prelude is incorrect. The proper pronunciation is prelude. Pre, prelude. Huh. All right. Forte is the next one. If you're discussing someone's forte as in a, uh, as in a strength, the E is silent. Forte is correct only if you're using it as a musical term. So someone's fort. It's my fort. Okay. So you don't say the E. It's not, so it's not forte. If you're discussing someone's fort as in a strength, the E is silent. Forte is correct only if you're using it as a musical term. 
Hey, I'm one for eight. That's pretty. That's like my fucking high school. Rocking a goddamn 12.5% average. <laughs> decrease. Oh God, this one's going to suck. Decrease. If you're using it as a noun, it's decrease. If you're using it as a verb, it's decrease. It's just the same fucking thing. Okay, so it's decrease or it's decrease. I see. Decrease, decrease. Okay, so you need to decrease the uh, volume of that. A noun. Well, how's it a noun? Decrease. If you're using it as a noun. Okay, let's go one for nine. I'm fine with that. Uh, er, er, E-R-R, rhymes with hair. No, it rhymes with her. Oh, so I want to err on the side of caution. One for 10. I'm going to go ahead and try to save myself and say, I probably just learned from a lot of dumb people. That's all it was. Caramel. Caramel. Caramel is the original way and still the preferred way. Although caramel. Okay. So caramel. So that's what it is. Caramel. It's three syllables. Um, okay. So sorry. Caramel is the original way and still the preferred way. Although caramel which was once a Midwestern regional pronunciation is also accepted, acceptable. Okay, so caramel, caramel, or caramel. All right, well, it didn't say which the fucking wrong one is. Caramel, oh, whatever. Caramel, caramel, so it's mole, not mel. M-U-L-L is how they have it spelled. Uh, that's, I think, a two, two for 11 on that one. That's what I say. Gala, so a gala is a gala. That's another loss for me on that one. Two out of 12 guys. This is my pronunciation is garbage. Uh, Mave M a U V E. It once rhymed with stove, but now the O a U is sounded as ah mauve. So it was, it was mauve. Oh, mauve. Like the color. It looks like the name Mave. No, it's cause I'm reading it wrong. God, I'm stupid. <laughs> so mauve, is mauve. Yeah, mauve. It once rhymed with stove, but now the AU is son of of. So it's mauve. Two for 13. Keep her going. Uh, regime. The first syllable is sounded as re. So it's regime, not regime. Two for 14. <laughs> There's no coming back, guys. There's three left. I failed big time. Joust. Um, in the 13th century, it was pronounced and spelled like the word just. Two for 15. Long lived. Fuck me. Come on. How hard can that one be? Today we say the lived as lived. But until the 20th century, it was pronounced lived. Long lived. Okay. Yeah, because he's got a long life. So he's got a long lived. I'm still wrong. I've always said long lived. Right? But now it's lived. Or it was pronounced. So the original pronounced is lived. So now they're saying today we say lived. Yeah, that's, I know what the fuck we say. So it was long lived. Two, four, 16. And the last one. Do I get three points? Do I get a fucking hat trick on this difficult course? Quasi. All right. Today it's often pronounced quasi, but it's more correct to say quasi. Oh, the buzzer beater. Three for 17. This motherfucker is. <laughs> so I got it last minute. So that's pronunciation, guys. I hope some of you learned some shit from me. 
Um, and by me, I mean my beautiful partners at PortablePress.com. The uh, the running feed at the bottom, the little last uh, quote it has at the bottom is, a first class ticket for the Titanic cost more than the typical crew member would earn in 18 years. So how about that? Rich motherfuckers. Um, so yeah, as usual, that was my uh, Uncle John's Bathroom Reader article from my partners at portablepress.com. And as always, guys, they got lots of great books, right? This one came from Uncle John's Unsinkable Bathroom Reader. Um, just in the few pages that I read at the beginning of this one, excuse me, um, there was a lot of great articles. I can't wait to share more of them with you guys, of course, in the future. Um, but looking forward to that, uh, because there's just there's so many great fucking articles. I've started reading more of these books. I used to just read, you know, maybe 10 pages and find the first article that I thought was kind of funny. Uh, I'm getting further and further and marking more and more of the ones that I find to be, uh, particularly interesting. Um, just as a small example, I'm not going to ruin anything, but I read one of the ones today was just the history of three different kinds of hats. So, um, I might bring that one up relatively soon just because I brought it up. I almost picked that one today, but it's the origin of the Stetson, which is a cowboy hat, uh, the sombrero and the fedora. And it was just an intro as all of these are just an interesting little, uh, little one pager on how the fuck these famous hats got started and how they uh, became what they are now. So uh, as always, my partners at Portable Press, guys, thank you for listening to that portion. And uh, and next we move on to Absolute Comedy. <laughs> Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. Yeah. Yeah, absolute comedy. Yeah. Do you guys hear me uh, pick up my glass while that ad played and then some loud crashing sound? If you didn't, great. But if you did, that was the condensation from my cup sticking to the coaster. And as soon as, of course, like anything, as soon as it gets high enough, uh, up to actually cause a problem. It fell off the bottom of the cup and went bang, bang, bang on the desk. So I'm leaving that in there. That's, uh, the, the, the realness of my podcast. I'm, I, I, I wear my mistakes proudly. Um, but also going to not use a coaster in, in the near future because the condensation fucking sticks to it and then it falls off and smashes all over the place. It makes me really upset. Uh, my next <laughs> partners, at Summersby. Maybe that wouldn't have happened, huh? Said I went a glass of water. I'll bet you Summersby had enough respect not to build up a gluey condensation at the bottom of the fucking can. Send my coaster flying all over the place. Let's hear from them. The sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. The apple gives life to Summersby. Summersby is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter, and so are you, if you drink Summersby. <laughs> With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb, and a taste as regal as this fake accent, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now, 
You can try them all in the Summersby Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersby. Please drink resplendently. And we're back. So there we go. The sponsors out of the way. Those annoying motherfuckers. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so what have I got coming up this week, guys? What's going on with me? What what adventures will I have that we can talk about next week? Well, for starters, um, I'm going to be hosting at Absolute Comedy in Ottawa on Thursday night. So uh, a great show. Uh, headliner, Dela, Dela, Dela Alexander. <sighs> yawning in your, I'm sorry. It's like, uh, I don't know what time it is. What time is it right now? Of course I'm always recording on Tuesday. It's six o'clock on Tuesday. I have no business being this tired, but hopefully I'm not yawning in your ear at seven o'clock in the morning when you're just trying desperately to wake up, get ready for your, the day ahead of you. Right. Cause this is when you get it, you get it tomorrow. Um, yeah, Dana Alexander is the headliner at absolute comedy this week. I will be hosting for her Kamar, uh, my roommate and one of the finalists of absolute competition is going to be out, uh, out doing something else. He's got a prior engagement on Thursday night. So I'm, I'm filling in for him. Uh, that's so yeah, if you guys want to come see me, that's the only night this week you'll be able to see me at absolute comedy. Uh, that's Thursday night tickets at eight 30 absolute comedy.ca to book your tickets online or six, one, three, two, three, three, eight thousand to reserve. There's a free little plug for them. Um, but yeah, so I'd love to see you guys there. Uh, on this weekend, Crystal and I are, are house sitting slash dog sitting for some friends of hers. They just bought a house out in the country. So uh, that's what we're, we're doing this weekend. We're going to spend a little private time, which is another reason I'm looking for some Jesus Christ. Sorry, guys. Uh, another reason I'm looking for some recommendations, maybe for some scary movies or anything like that. Um, you know, we're going to be Netflix and, uh, and chilling. Um, I still say that under my original understanding of that, which means just, I thought to watch Netflix and fucking relax apparently means Netflix and fuck. Um, chill is an odd word choice for that. Cause there's so many different ways to say fuck. Uh, chill was never one of the ones that I'd ever heard used. So as usual, I say the wrong thing and I don't know what it means, right? We just went through, through fucking 17 words that I didn't even know how to say properly. Um, yeah, so we're going to do that this weekend. Um, on Saturday night, we're going to step out. We're going to hope that the dogs don't kill themselves for like two hours. Cause I am hosting at, uh, the clock tower in Westboro, the clock tower brew tub in West uh, brew pub in Westboro. <sighs> Struggling with the words guys. I think I'm broken cerebrally. I'm broken, but the, uh, the clock tower brew pub in Westboro is where I will be on Saturday night. There is an absolute comedy show there. So again, myself hosting the, uh, lovely Dana Alexander, We'll be headlining that show. So if you guys can't make it out on Thursday, but you can make it out on Friday, come on out. See me fry, uh, fuck Saturday. <laughs> I, you know what? It gets to a point where you make so many mental and mistakes, verbal diarrhea, bullshit. You just gotta, you gotta own it. I'm so sorry. I don't know what's going on with me right now. I'm yawning. I'm falling apart with what I'm trying to say. Thursday at absolute comedy on Preston street in Ottawa, Saturday night at the clock tower brew pub in Westboro. Um, so yeah, I, I hope you guys can make one of those out. Uh, I'm going to just hang out this week and have some fun. I'd like to start reading my books, you know, have some, uh, some new adventures. You know, that's the thing about telling you guys what's coming up is I don't always know what's going to happen beforehand. So I like kind of coming back the next week and guys, guys, you'll never guess what happened. I watched it through a tiny window in an IMAX in the dark hallway. That was scary as fuck for a second time. Um, it'd be the third time next week. But uh, yeah, so I guess I'm going to get to the emails now. And as a reminder, as always, guys, if you want to send in anything to me at all, 
um, questions, comments, recommendations, you know, all the things that we talked about, your pet peeves, your bucket lists, anything like that. You know, I love to hear it. Love to read it here. No holds barred contact at one man podcast.com. My first email this week comes from my friend, Tiffany. Tiffany writes, Hey man, it's been forever. So sorry. I haven't replied and tuned in with getting the kids ready for school and tons of doctor's appointment. Side note. It's a boy. Congratulations to you. Um, anyways, even though I have a bit of back episodes to catch up on, I will say, Hey, to Jimmy and Meeks. Geez. So nice to hear they are doing well. Well, consider your hello projected to them. It's been forever. Uh, I gotta say I was in tears. You talking about the Shawville fair. I hear you. My Lord, my in-laws live in Cohill, Ontario to put it plainly. The first time I met my in-laws after driving into the boonies and turning down a road, my husband says, oh, they live just down this road. Uh, then we pass a sign that says hillbilly Haven. Mortified, I stare at Richard. He ensures me this does not relate to his folks. Um, I don't visit them very often. Ha ha ha. Let's just say I get it. Love hearing your stories. Camping, cottage life, wonderland. I can live vicariously through you. Ha ha ha. So sad. Um, I'm proud of you for being able to poo in a porta potty. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I could cry at the thought. No effing way will I shit in the dark. Two reasons. One, spider versus bum. No thanks. Two, I'm not a public pooper ever. I'd rather end up very sick. Uh, so nope, won't do it. Anyways, too much information about your pet peeves. Josh, why do you think women beehive our TP? So that one, it took me, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Beehive our TP. Um, but I, I guess that was referring to my saying, you pull a, a, a big long thing and it breaks in your hand. So what you're saying is you women, when you do that weird thing where you just make a fucking beehive on your hand, that's to keep it from breaking where you don't want it to. All right. I guess I, I can't see myself trying that method. It seems odd to me, but I guess I get it. Um, and then you said butter. So if my husband puts crumbs in my butter, I will reapply them to his toast. It's like, you may as well sneeze on a meal and serve it to me. Fucking gross. I don't see it as that bad, but I do get it. I just like the idea is it just looks like old fruit. It looks like cross contamination, right? Nobody likes that. I don't know if you've ever gone into a peanut butter jar and then you see like bits of jam and shit on it. I just, I don't get anything when someone's like cross contaminating needlessly and you're just willing to leave it in there. Like I get that shit happens, but just take the edge of your knife and just clean up the little bits that got in there wipe it on a paper towel and throw it away or something. Just get rid of it. Don't fucking leave it in there. It looks gross. How do you know those two things don't breed bacteria faster together or something? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, back to you. Mine dish cloths or face cloths rolled into a ball and set on a counter. I could gag just typing. Josh, have a sip of water during your podcast. You click your lips, not trying to be a dick, it's just one of those things like if people have a dry mouth and click or eat peanut butter, you know, just saying. Yep, that's why I mentioned earlier I was trying to wet the lips with my coffee. Mm, mm, mm. Coffee to keep me from yawning, water to keep me from clicking. Got all sorts of verbal aids here around me. Um, the microwave. I will never look at it the, uh, the same way again. I will always think of you. Yeah. Um, I spoke with Jimmy and he said that one of the reasons he does that, he doesn't want to wake up the baby. So he'll open the door you know, before it goes beep, 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 beep. But I figured you could still just hit stop on it, you know, open it fine. You want to open it so it doesn't do a bunch of beep, fine, but open it and hit stop reset. I mean, when you're putting the time in the first place, you're going beep, 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 beep to, to get it in. You can hit one more beep to clear it off. Um, so I get opening it, but you still got to clear it off. Jimmy, you fucking asshole. Uh, <laughs> um, I hope you guys enjoyed the movie It. Yes, we thoroughly did. Uh, I was really upset to hear your view on Gunslinger, but thanks for saving my wallet. What a piss off, Frig. Yeah, uh, 
luckily, like I said, I mean, I, I, my hope is that Stephen King was so busy going, wow, this it movie that they did is so fucking awesome that he wasn't paying attention to what an abortion, the gunslinger or sorry, I keep calling it the gunslinger because that's the name of the first book, which they made it look like this was going to be, uh, the dark tower is what they called it. Yeah. Dark tower is a piece of fucking garbage. Excuse me. Um, I hear dinner in the dark is amazing. A girlfriend of mine went, I'd also love to hear uh, listeners inputs if they go as would I. So if anyone checks out these dinner in the dark places or have been love to get your uh, suggestion or not your suggestion, sorry, but your, uh, your reactions, your thoughts on them. Um, there is also a place near TO where you can go into some kind of metal chamber for an hour, almost a sensory deprivation. You hear nothing, see nothing and are floating in water. Sounds amazing. I was in, uh, it was on Buzzfeed. Anywho, thanks for another great episode. Keep it up. Yeah. I, I actually think that is a sensory deprivation tank. The ones where you go in, there's no noise. There's nothing to see. You're floating in water. I believe Mika did one of those. Um, I think he was telling me about that. I could be wrong. Um, if, if you did Meeks and you're listening, I would love it if you would send in an email letting us know what that was like. Um, cause I haven't done it. I've heard that people can trip out in them. Cause again, you're sort of removing all sensor, you know, you're floating so that you're not feeling touch. Water is like the, the most limited amount of contact. So you sort of, you, you float, you float down there. God damn it. You float. Um, <laughs> and then you have hallucinations. So me, I think now would probably be the worst time for me to go into a sensory deprivation tank because I would float and fucking hallucinate that goddamn Pennywise was coming after me. But uh, I, I still like to hear what the experience was like. Um, yeah. So uh, thank you, Tiff, for your email. I appreciate that. Uh, and Ben, little Ben up in the projection booth all by himself, pissing his pants because he's scared of clowns. Ben writes in, hello, one man. I know you're just one guy with an opinion, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on Snapchat and other popular youth apps and what they are doing to show support to left wingers that want to see Trump out of office. Well, Ben, uh, I know that you were trying to be a pain in the ass sending me that email because how would I possibly answer a question like that? What do I think of, of Snapchat and other youth apps and how they help support left wingers in an attempt to get Trump out of office? Very interesting question to which I would have had absolutely no answer if I had not watched the Apple press conference. So here's my answer to you. It's a hail Mary at making some kind of sense, but I would have been like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. First off, I find Snapchat annoying. I keep trying to learn it. I don't fucking get it. And now Instagram does a lot of the same things that Snapchat does. So Snapchat can suck my dick. Um, <laughs> but what, how, how are these apps working? Well, I will tell you right now that Apple now has facial recognition on their new iPhone 10. And what I would do, how are they helping how left-wingers get Trump out of office? Well, I would say now you can take that fucking elephant, which I believe is the uh, animal of the Republican party, and you can take the elephant face and you can actually make it talk. So you could send Trump a Snapchat from his own party mascot and have him, you know, plead with him to resign and get out of office. That's one way to do it. Um, I'm sure there's other ways. That's the one that comes to mind for me in terms of other youth apps. Um, I, dude, I don't fucking know. Maybe, maybe something with talking shit, like a game, like clash of clans or something. Maybe if you talk mad shit and another clan comes over and destroys your empire, you know, maybe that teach you a lesson. Maybe, maybe that would help Trump learn, you know, maybe don't talk shit to, Someone that has a bigger army than you. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's something there, but, um, thank you for your email, Ben. I look forward to something even more ridiculous 
and confusing from you in the future. Um, he was going to write in what he thought of it because I spent the morning convincing him to watch it. And I figured since that was a big theme of the show, it would be lovely to have Ben's opinions and thoughts on the movie. Instead, he sent me a stupid question, but you guys know my policy. I read what you send because I love you. And, uh, my, my place is an open forum for everyone to get an opportunity to speak. So, uh, thank you so much for that, Ben. I'm going to twist your nipples next time I see you. <laughs> um, just kidding. Uh, he's a ginger. He wouldn't feel anything. Um, guys, contact a one man podcast. If you want to send something in to either fuck me up or have me say mean things to you in a public forum. Um, I, I really appreciate you guys. You know, I do. I love you very much for listening to my podcast. Um, if you're not following us on the social media, know that we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And I look forward to connecting with you guys on all of those platforms, sharing the pictures as things happen. Um, until then guys have a good fun week. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the weather slightly getting colder every day. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>